0: A gay dog has been adopted by a gay couple after being abandoned. And the first patient to communicate with a brain implant asked to hear a tool album. And a professor is suing his students for posting exam answers online. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted inside a closet, baby. Want to hear my clothes? Hear them? Hear them? These are suits right here. A gay dog has been adopted by a gay couple. A dog was abandoned last week at an animal shelter in North Carolina after the owners thought he was gay. Well, this dog has now been adopted on Tuesday by a gay couple. What a happy story. Fesco is the name of the dog, believed to be about four years old. Fesco was left last week at the Stanley County Animal Protective Services in North Carolina because Fesco's owners thought he got along too well with other male dogs a little bit too well thought he might be gay so they dropped him off at the animal protective services they're like we don't want no part of a gay dog not having any gay people in our family or animals for that matter fezco's previous owners uh, thought he was gay because they found him dominating another male dog in a very sexual manner um and also roller skating all over the kitchen uh, leading them to believe that he was, in fact, gay. He really responded to the Bee Gees as well, so they thought that was why he might be gay. (laughs) Stupid. You know, dogs just get it on with anything, man. I don't know why you would think your dog is gay. It just just shows you that they're uneducated individuals, I think. A dog will hump your leg, a tree, a Barbie car. Dogs don't give a damn. Especially when they're, you know, that time of the year. They get a little high testosterone going. They need to... Feel like they need to mate. I've seen crazy things with dogs. It says here in the article, one of the reasons why dogs engage in this sort of behavior, you know, dominating another male dog in a sexual manner, is that they could have a high level of testosterone that is driving the dog to breed. Here's a quote from a veterinarian named Tal. It could, it could just be that he's trying to assert dominance over the other dog. That's it. That's the quote. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Do we need to get a veterinarian for that? I mean, that's pretty obvious. The behavior also could be attributed, it says here, to dogs always having a pecking order in a multi-dog environment and them knowing where their pecking order is. Uh, Steve Nichols and his partner John live in Charlotte. Ooh, this must be the gay couple that have adopted Fezco. Let's get some information about these people. They're great. They've been together for more than 30 years. Wow. Wow. They adopted Fesco and renamed him Oscar. <laughs> Oscar, I kind of like Fesco. Uh, as far as gay names go, Fesco's way gayer than Oscar, in my opinion. I would keep the Fesco, and then put a little fez on him. You know, one of those one of those hats. That's just my idea. <laughs> you don't have to listen to me. I'm pretty dumb. Okay, so they changed his name to Oscar after popular gay writer Oscar Wilde. Oh, okay, Oscar Wilde, who I love. Okay, this is a great way to do it. Then, all right, I like Oscar. Good good name change after all. we got some more information. I'm a fan of Oscar Wilde's writing. If you're not familiar with Oscar Wilde, I recommend highly The Importance of Being Earnest, which is a play, and A Picture of Dorian Gray, which is is prose. Uh, Both are brilliant and hilarious. This is one of the most hilarious writers we've ever had in Western civilization is Oscar Wilde, who was uh, famously gay and was extremely maltreated because of his sexual orientation, how sad! And we lost a wonderful, wonderful, brilliant comedy writer at a very young age because of that. Yeah, it's it makes me angry. But let's move on. Though here's another quote from this veterinarian. It's just oh, I'm sorry. This is a quote from uh, looks like Nichols, Steve Nichols, one of the one of the gay partners. It's just such a silly reason to turn in a dog. We just thought it would. Makes sense for the gay dog to be adopted by a loving gay family. Why not? <laughs> How hilarious is that, by the way? Just, yeah. I have to say, gay people in my experience just have such a great sense of humor. They're just hilarious. Gay men are so funny. Usually. Wow. Like when I think about um, my close gay friends, like they're all very funny people. Com- comedians too. Just tremendous comedians. Anyways. I like this story. It has a happy ending. Of course, it's very sad that some people are still confused out there. They think their dog might be gay. Uh, They've studied this. It says homosexuality has been observed in more than a thousand animal species, uh, but not in dogs. This is a common dog activity that is not really sexual in origin and is instead used to demonstrate dominance. So no gay dogs out there. Uh, Although you know, the dog just gets worked up and it'll hump anything. And we used to be like that as well. Our brains and bodies have developed, but we have that lizard brain back there. I'd imagine if we were still walking around with that, we'd be humping all sorts of stuff. Yeah, Parking cones, bus stop benches. Although that still happens in Florida, doesn't it? The first patient to communicate with a brain implant asked to hear a tool album. In the first study of its kind, scientists were able to communicate with a late-stage ALS patient, that's also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. They communicated using a brain implant and neural signals with this patient. Among the few requests the patient painstakingly communicated was a desire to listen to a Tool album, and loudly, which is how you should listen to a Tool album. I picked this story because I really like Tool. And it is also the sound. Of science, which is a Beastie Boys lyric. Let's not confuse that. It says here, as it progresses, the devastating neurological disease, that is amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, can rob sufferers of their ability to communicate. This is a very terrible disease. So sad. We've lost a lot of great minds to this disease. Uh, Notably, was it Christopher Reeve? Christopher Reeve, and a really smart guy in the wheelchair. Didn't he have it? Uh, What was his name? Uh, The guy that talked about the universe and the stars. Stephen Hawking, that's his name. I think he had it as well. I could be wrong. It says here, Eventually, people with ALS can no longer even speak. Yeah, yeah, it just attacks your nervous system. You can't even move your mouth, probably. That's what's going on. Later, they can't even use an eye-tracking camera to share their thoughts either. If they remain alive long enough, they might be unable to communicate for weeks, months, or even years. This is one of the worst ways you can go in life. That You just can't move anything. You become a prisoner your brain, your brain becomes a prisoner trapped in your body. It's just, this is a living hell. And I so feel for people who have this. I, I, would, I don't know what I would do if I was diagnosed with this. I probably would just kind of find one of those, hey, you can kill yourself programs over in Eastern Europe. <laughs> That's what I would do. Okay, according to science.org, a 36-year-old man with ALS started working with a research team in Germany. When he could still move his eyes at the time, he expressed his desire to undergo an invasive implantation procedure in order to continue communicating with his family. After his wife and sister consented to the surgery, researchers inserted electrode arrays into the portion of the brain that controls movement. Following several months of unsuccessful efforts to effectively communicate with this patient, the team turned to neurofeedback, a process during which a person attempts to modify their brain signals while getting a real-time measure of whether they are succeeding. Employing audible tones that the patient could modify, researchers were able to work out a system in which the patient could communicate entire sentences with a level of reliability. Many of the man's attempts failed, of course, but over the course of a year, he was able to communicate, albeit at a frustrating, frustratingly slow rate of one character per minute, dozens of thoughts, including, quote, "I love my cool son," and quote, "I would like to listen to the album by tool, very loud. Uh, There is no confirmation, it says in the story, that Tool was actually played for the man, loudly or otherwise. Why wouldn't you play him some Tool, man? The guy wants to hear Tool. You should play him Tool. I will find the center in you. I will chew it up and leave. I will work to elevate you. Just enough to bring you down. You know, I auditioned for a Tool cover band. uh, And uh, didn't get a second audition, just saying. But I tried. Hey, you gotta try for stuff in life. I love tool. I might ask for tool if this is the first thing that I can say using my brain implant. Why the hell not? I'd also ask for cheesecake immediately. Cheesecake and a cup of coffee and a blunt! I'm just kidding. We say no to drugs here. No, we don't. (laughs) Okay. While the results of this study are certainly promising, experts exercise some caution with this. Here's a quote from a computer, a brain-computer interface scientist. Wow. That's amazing that you can be a brain-computer-interface scientist. This is a very smart person. I could never have a conversation with such a person. It's so cool. We're like nowhere near getting this into an assistive technology state that could be purchased by a family, but it's really cool. Now, I don't think a brain-computer-interface person talks like that, but for the sake of the story, I thought it might be fun. There are, of course, ethical concerns about this. What are the ethical concerns? Don't you want this person to communicate? As they're expiring, as for the tool-loving patient, scientists say that his ability to spell has diminished, most likely due to scar tissue surrounding the implant in addition to cognitive factors, and he mostly communicates through yes or no questions now. But researchers promise to maintain the device as long as the patient is able to utilize it. And that's the end. Well, it's promising, anyways, if you want to... You know, still communicate with your friend or relative that has this degenerative disease. This is such a bad thing, this thing. So you want to be able to communicate still. This is a this is a step in the right direction, and if it allows you to ask for stuff while you're expiring like that, I mean, you're feeling like a prisoner in your brain. You you know, you want things to improve your position and your experience in life as you go out. And hearing a tool, if you want to, is is helpful among other things. I mean, you might want to be like, hey, put on some Seinfeld. I would like to laugh inside here i'm sure you can still laugh in your head i mean i don't know there may be people with als that want to hear the weird af news podcast how would you know if they can't communicate it's very important and why not listen to weird af news you think if i have als i'm not listening to mainstream news why bother it's just gonna make me worse (laughs) a college professor sues his students for posting exam answers online a Chapman University professor filed a lawsuit for copyright infringement against some of his students in Orange, California. The professor's name is David Berkovitz. He teaches business law for CU's George L. Argios School of Business and Economics. Berkovitz alleged that a student posted two exams on the educational website called Course Hero. The site allows students to access course-specific study resources such as lecture notes, sample quizzes, and syllabuses. How many S's are in this story? Come on, man. Berkovitz distributed midterm and final exams to students between April and May 2021. In January 2022, he discovered portions of the tests were posted online to this place called Course Hero, which I had no idea existed. I would have liked this when I was in school. I could have used some help. Jonesy wasn't very good at taking tests or exams. Now, Berkowitz filed copyright applications for the exams with the U.S. Copyright Office, which were granted the following day. And this helps with the suit He believed the exams were uploaded by students cheating in his business class. No way! Wow, this guy's a regular Sherlock Holmes. You think they were cheating? They put the exams online, bro. What the hell do you think's going on? (laughs) His course was taught remotely because of COVID. Here's a quote from his lawyer. It seems to be cheating and an ethical violation of Chapman's honor code. If there is some ethical impropriety going on, we want to stop that because it changes the grading curve. Yes, it certainly does. But I got news for you. No one gives a damn. No one cares about your grades in college. They never ask you that at a job interview. They just want to know what school you went to. That's how it is, guys. And out here in Los Angeles, if you went to UCLA or USC, you're, you're sitting pretty. Uh, of course, you know, you got to be interviewed by someone who went to the same school as you so you can get hired. Like if the interviewer went to UCLA and you went to US, US UCLA, then you'll get hired. If the interviewer went to UCLA and you went to USC, try again. Go to another place. <laughs> That's kind of how it is. No one cares about grades, man, is what I'm saying. In fact, you think the colleges even give a damn? They don't care. They, wanna, they don't want people to get kicked out of school either. They want you to keep cutting that check for $37,000 a year. They, they want as many people in college as possible. And right now there's a movement to not go to college because people are waking up to the scam that it is. So colleges will look the other way. They don't give a damn about stuff like this either. Just the professor does. The professor still holding on to that. But my honor, my honor. Good for you, Berkovitz. Good for you. This guy gives a damn about education and whatnot. But if you really give a damn about education, dude, just go back and teach public high school. We need people like you in public high school. People who really care about ethics and honor and really give a damn. <laughs> like, We need that in public school, not in private colleges. Although this is a Chapman University. Is that a Is that a private college? Yeah, it probably is. Most of them have moved into that status because it's very lucrative for them financially. Yeah, I mean, that's what it all comes down to these days, is making money. Your education is secondary on their agenda. Sorry to break the news to y'all. Good luck with your life, man! (laughs) Sobering moment. I've been crawling on my belly, clearing out what could have been... I've been wallowing in my own confused, insecure delusions. This is my favorite Tool song, 46 and 2. If you haven't heard it, please just just Google that right now. Oh, crazy about that song. Always have been. That album came out in 1996, by the way. My goodness. And uh, they're still touring and making music. Good for them. I'm a fan of uh, Maynard. Maynard owns a winery. In Arizona. I've been to his store. It's in a place called Jerome. He's got a store up there. I was hoping to see him, but he wasn't there. Okay, I'm rambling on and on. Does anyone give a shit? No, probably not. Okay, let's get to the business. The business of giving thanks. The business of giving thanks. That's what's first on the agenda. Big shout out, much love to Daisy, who bought me coffee. That's right, she bought me coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com, where you can click on buy Jonesy a coffee. And she wrote, some extra caffeine for you, friend. Keep making us laugh. Isn't that tremendous? I love it when people buy me coffee. Especially Daisy because we had it back and forth on Instagram. She's a tremendous person who gives a shit about the world. So big shout out to her. We had a nice conversation about drug use. Because um, I was kind of making fun of a Floridian who got his drugs tested. Calling 911 to get his drugs tested. And uh, But just for the record, I support you being able to get your drugs tested. Because if you, if you haven't realized what's going on, there's a chemical called fentanyl that's uh, being thrown in such uh, glorious party drugs as cocaine. And people are o- overdosing. And uh, actually, the Los Angeles comedy community lost three people in the same night, two of which were comedians that were beloved in the community. This happened over the summer. And uh, a third comedian was hospitalized for days because there was fentanyl-laced coke that they brought to a- back to her apartment. And, you know, it was a big deal. So I'm, I'm, I'm like... Witnessing it firsthand, and it's alarming. So yeah, getting your drugs tested, I support that. If you weren't aware, everybody, I do. And I support, in general, um, the personal use of whatever substances you want to you put in your body. Whatever state of mind that you want to have, it's your damn mind. If you're doing it in the, in the confines of your own home and you're not hurting anybody or out in public making a nuisance of yourself, then I, you should have the right to do that. Same with your body. Whatever you want to do with your body, uh, you have that right. Hey, look, if the if the pursuit of happiness that we have laid out in certain important documents in this country doesn't include the personal autonomy of your mind and body, then what the hell does that mean? That's a pretty good quote. You should write that down. Maybe that should go on a t-shirt. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> Anyways, me and Daisy were talking about such things. Because I think it's important to have a discussion. So yeah, although I make fun of dumb drug users in Florida, uh, you know, I feel bad for these people at the end of the day, and they deserve... They don't deserve to be incarcerated. They deserve to be uh, helped. They need help is what they need. But in this country, oftentimes, people get incarcerated. Although with the whole cannabis movement, uh, we're, we're seeing less of that. You know, It's kind of been decriminalized in general, and I like that. It's a good step in the right direction. Hopefully, it'll happen with other more serious, uh, quote, drugs. Although I don't consider cannabis a drug. It's a plant, guys. It was put here on the earth, you and me. All right, off my soapbox. Sorry. Listen, if you guys want to call the show because any of these stories touched you, they touched you. Or you just want to sing some tool to me, that'd be pretty cool. Call 646-450-2012. You can email me funnyjones at gmail.com. Uh the email's important today because it's Thursday and tomorrow's Florida Friday. So if you have any weird Florida stories you come across, please email them to me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Every week I get a bunch of these Florida stories from you guys. It's so helpful, it makes my job easier. Uh, you can also DM me, Florida Stories, to at Funny Jones on Instagram, or you can tweet them to me at Funny as well. Uh, if you'd like to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash WeirdAF News, or you can join by going to WeirdAFNews.com. I'll be putting up some weird extra content in the Patreon this afternoon, as a matter of fact, including a really cool video. So maybe might want to check that out. I right, love you very much. We'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday, my friends.